0: which is why i'm not allowed at elementary school anymore just kidding (laughs) gotta
1: be careful this is all on record
0: (laughs) that was a joke
1: that's our opening (laughs) do you have any do you have any like interesting i don't know anecdotes or something you want to lead off with anything exciting happened to you this week Anything exciting? Well,
0: uh, I didn't think this would happen, but I'm actually feeling, uh, pretty weird because, uh, I'm leaving to go to Nashville tomorrow with my sister. Oh yeah. And, um, my dog has to go somewhere. And I took him over to my brother's house earlier today. Before on my way to work, and uh, he's going to stay. He he likes hanging out with them. They have two dogs and two, and my nieces live there and stuff. So he actually has a lot of fun yeah, going there.
1: Plenty of fun interaction.
0: Yeah, but uh, so he's gone uh, until Monday, and it's just weird because I'm used to having him here, even bugging me while we're trying to record, and so like. I don't know. No one greeted me when
1: I came to the door. Oh, there's, so there's no, there's no dog in the Danlitz household right now. No, no. Frodo's off on a quest. I'm not going to hear, uh, oh no, or rather if I do hear it, it's you doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, this is when I find out that all those noises in the background were not your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no,
0: so that so yeah, that's kind of weird. He's gone, and uh, I'm just sitting here in my house alone. But I'm leaving early in the morning, so it's really not going to be too much time on my own. But uh, does make you kind of sit back and realize what a sad state of existence <laughs> you're in.
1: Do you get do you get like uh, like <laughs> phantom noises where you think it's the dog?
0: Uh, yeah, probably because I live in an older house, so it like creaks and stuff like that, or you know, if the dryer's
1: on. So uh, every couple weeks, my mom will take both of our kids and a lot of times we'll go out but every once in a while we'll just like stay home and today was one of those yeah actually where the the kids were at my mom's for most of the evening and we were just at home kind of relaxing mm-hmm. and it's so weird like i don't know how often we'll both be talking in like hushed voices like we don't want to wake the kids up oh yeah and then you'll hear noises and you, you kind of get this like anxiety hit of like oh no they're waking up. And then all of a sudden, it's like this massive yeah. relief whenever you realize, like, oh, there are no children here. Yeah. And then, like, you try to make yourself talk in a normal voice, and it's almost hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Like, I don't know how well I've shifted uh, in
0: in in my loudness. Like, I know I'm louder than than other people. Like, I come from a family that's very loud. Like, uh, um. Part of that's just, you know, because we're, because, you know, there's those families that hit mute on the TV, uh, to when they're going to talk. And then there's those families that just plow right through it and yell over it. Mm, Yeah. And have it in surround sound. And so, uh, I'm in that latter category. And the same for like in the car. It just always, uh, I mean, you know me. Yeah. I mean, I've historically always been a
1: loud person. That is, that is a thing that I totally feel when I'm in the car with you and with like other people. That is a like, separator of people in a way that I haven't actively thought about before where yeah, I feel like I'm just super weird whenever like we'll get in the car and you'll put something on and usually almost all of the music that I really get into is from like recommendations that you've given me when we're in your car. Oh, and yeah. So usually you'll like you'll find something and you'll be like oh have you heard these guys yet and I'm like oh this is great listening to that and then we'll start talking about something else and it's this, like, weird experience where I'm like, I don't want to turn your radio down, but, like, it's, it's like, really hard oh. for me to not just, like, subconsciously reach out yeah. and turn your radio down.
0: Well, I, I try to keep it lower, like, pretty low whenever I have a, you know, a passenger in the car. Honestly, I don't listen to music much anymore. It's mostly audiobooks and podcasts. But uh, as far as, like, my actual voice, though, like, I feel like... Um, I've been able to moderate it and control my loudness a little bit over the past couple of years, mainly because I lived with uh my roommate for two years, and he was from Hungary, and part of me thinks this was, like, a Hungary thing, because I've kind of heard this, you know, the whole, like, thing about, like, Americans are loud and obnoxious and all that. Like, that that kind of is a stereotype, and so, like, to him, like, he would just, he would just, like, say, like, not in a mean way or anything, he, he, he would go, oh, yeah, you're definitely loud, and... So, like, living with him for two years, I tried to moderate and, like, lower my voice anytime I could catch myself being right. very loud. And I don't know if that's actually changed me in any lasting way or not. But I don't know why, but
1: <laughs> this is the mental picture I have of this scenario. Is This is a weird, very specific memory. But growing up, whenever we were going to go see a movie, you were always the one that would call the movie theater to get the show times. Oh, and you know how they had those automated like machine things. Yes. <laughs> and you're oh, one of those people that you would always put your phone on speakerphone, and you'd be like <laughs> nine o'clock. No, nine o'clock. Yeah. And you just keep repeating yeah, like, yeah. and you like shout into that. And obviously that's not, yeah. you weren't doing that to a movie theater in, you know, 2013 or something. With your roommate, but right. in my head, that's what you were doing when he's like, "Yeah, you're being loud. You're just like shouting into your phone.
0: <laughs> hey, how are you?
1: <laughs> just two feet
0: away from him. <laughs> Did you have a good day. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you know, it's just because like when you're with a roommate and stuff, you always get into conversations where you, you're, not, you're not arguing, but like you're talking about something that you're both aggravated about, like." Like, like, even in agreement or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Passionate. That's what I meant. And so, like, yeah, I, I apparently would get much louder than he would. Like, big food YouTube. Yes, exactly. Um, I did notice one thing with him, though, and I've, I've heard this about Germans and, um, a lot of like the European countries kind of in that area surrounding there, which Hungary would be close to there, um, that they are close talkers, like, in the Seinfeldian oh, sense, yeah, yeah. And so, I actually never really experienced that much with him because, for the most part, when we would talk, we we had like a living room that we both shared um, it, between our two apartment bedrooms, and um, he would always like camp out on the counter and do his homework, and I would be across the living room from the counter, like sitting on a chair. So most of our conversations and communication would take place that way. You were shouting
1: across the apartment.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, sure. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It's not that big, though. You don't really have to shout. Um, but I did realize there was a couple times where you know there were scenarios where like we went to get groceries or or like uh, we were going somewhere together or something. Where I noticed he does <laughs> he does, he is a close talker, and I've noticed that about like people from like Germany and stuff like that. I don't know how true
1: that stereotype holds. Like different cultures form a different natural personal bubble yeah exactly
0: but it is weird because they're close talkers so as far as like personal space proximity they're they're more intrusive but as far as like personal um they're actually a more private people like there's but then there's then there's exceptions to that so like right we 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 need to make sure we uh
1: (laughs) preface this with like we're basing this on like this is all anecdotal five or six uh, people that we've gotten to experience European hey, culture I'm, with personally in the I'm, Midwest
0: <laughs> I am I'm also basing this off what my German teacher has told me she has told us that Germans are very private people that will also be very open about sexual stuff so it's a very weird dynamic but that's also just different
1: I don't know preferences <laughs> now we have we have a uh, I don't know if we've had any listeners from Germany. We definitely have a decent amount of European listeners. They're probably oh, much yeah, more familiar point. with uh, the blatant stereotypes for all the different countries. so I would love I would love to hear yeah. about those if anybody has some.
0: Yeah, without being cruel. <laughs> like,
1: no, I'm fine with like, cruel. just give us just do it on Reddit <laughs> so your name's not attached and uh, everything's okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think we got. I think we got some frequent uh, like subscribers from uh, Norway and Belgium and a couple of those European countries. Yeah, (laughs) you're Norway. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) remember that? We did the whole episode about Norway (laughs) and how (laughs) Um,
0: it's all the same place. was all those countries up there. I have a friend. I have a
1: friend at work uh, who's about to move to Finland. Actually, oh yeah, that's interesting. I know it's very exciting.
0: I I, I could honestly, you couldn't pay me to tell you anything about Finland.
1: I couldn't pay you to tell you anything about Finland. I mean, you could just Google it, right? Yeah,
0: true. But I'm saying, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about Finland. Oh, I did just read a science fiction novel from a Finnish author. Oh, yeah? Very... Yeah, it was, uh, like, I, I just assume, I guess this is a wrong stereotype that I just applied to Finland, but I just assume everybody up there is a mathematician of some sort. <laughs> and this guy was as well. And he's like a physics major and mathematician. And it's one of those types of books that just drops you in the middle of this sci-fi universe, like, like thousands of years in the future with different terminology and technology, but doesn't explain any of it. And I just imagine they all write like that. Basically, is kind of the the impression I got of the Finnish people.
1: Every, everybody in Finland writes the same.
0: Yeah, they just expect. Well, why don't you know high <laughs> high altitude calculus? We're
1: gonna have to label this episode uh, <laughs> offending all of Europe, part two. Yes, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's uh, it's not it's not
0: an insult because like the book was like well written, and uh, so my in my mind um the stereotype is that they're all geniuses but that that's probably not
1: true i guess i guess that's not the most offensive thing to stereotype a country with right right unlike sweden where you know you assume that everybody's a moron right exactly <laughs> money laundering and all that sort actually of stuff. i'm pretty sure we do have a listener from sweden so i'm sorry yeah i love sweden um where's the track that we were on oh yeah uh <laughs> We had no track. I just wanted to get you to tell Uh me an anecdote to start things. See? Yeah. It was brilliant. It was perfect. We have some follow-up. Okay. Okay. So the first one, uh, I know this doesn't matter to you at all probably, but uh, when we were talking about Amazon Web Services last time, Mm -hmm. I mentioned that Dropbox hosts all of their stuff in there. Yeah. And uh, as I was editing, I remembered that the reason I knew that is because... It was a big news story whenever they dropped AWS as everything that they backed. So yeah. I'm pretty sure Dropbox does not still use AWS. I just wanna oh, okay. just wanted to get that out there. Clear clear up the false information. Also, um the first like I
0: think we I don't know if it was the last episode we talked about it or one before, but the mentioned something about the like amazon store like the grocery store thing and i just saw this week that apparently like the first one was open to the public yeah yeah i saw that too yeah and there was like uh and like i guess there i think people were kind of poking fun at it because like their whole slogan has i guess somewhere in the promotional materials it says something about no queues and there was a big
1: long line to get in (laughs) there was a big giant line to get into the store that you didn't have to wait in lines for yeah, which of course is is not always gonna right, be the right, case, Yeah, but it will. Everybody burn. wants to go on the first day. That that makes sense. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't look a whole lot at it, but I did see that a reporter or somebody accidentally quote stole like a thing of yogurt. Like they left, and it didn't automatically oh, yeah. charge them for it. However, that whole thing works. Yeah, and Amazon like responded to the person on Twitter and is like, "Oh, don't worry about it. If we messed up, that's on us." Like, yeah. enjoy your free yogurt. And then a bunch of articles are like, Amazon doesn't care if you shoplift from their new stores. (laughs) And that was, it was kind of interesting because it was like twisting the paradigm to like Amazon's taking the onus of like stopping you from being able to shoplift. Yeah. As opposed to like trying to catch people that are shoplifting, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. it does. So yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that whole experiment goes. Right um and then there's another follow-up facebook comment yeah did you did you see our uh well yeah you did because you were the one that was uh taking part in it
0: i read part of it i'm gonna be honest like (laughs) um there was a lot of comments and a lot of times when they're really long i just sort of skim them and pick out the the parts i'm like partial hearing listeners i I do not do that
1: i very much read the whole thing and very much enjoy it so please please don't not give us comments because you don't think Dan's going to read it. Yeah, give us comments. <laughs> Just know that I'm going to be a bad reader. No, we got a comment from uh, Kaylee, who you know we both know. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff talking about all the last episode, but the one I really wanted to uh, talk about is she has an anecdote about mail. Uh-huh. So like in the last episode, you had mentioned that you might be going to jail because you think you have jury duty... That you yeah. got mail for and then lost the mail? Real quick, do you want to know how far i gotten on getting on top of that? I, I'm actually, I was going to ask you that, yeah. You're not calling me from jail, are you? No, I haven't, but I still don't know yet. So what I did was, on that last
0: episode, I opened up my phone, went to the old Google box, and typed in STL jury duty, and um, so I did that, and then a few days later, I clicked on the page... And just briefly skim the information about it, and so uh, I think tomorrow <laughs> maybe I'll call them.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you're really going to get on that while you're out of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next episode, uh, join us for Charlie talks to Dan in jail. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. No, okay, so so Kaylee said that she got arrested for failure to appear for a speeding ticket, and the the summons had gotten lost in the mail yeah so apparently it was sent to like a previous address that had forwarding set up right but yeah didn't didn't make it through basically the exact like uh, horror scenario that we were contemplating in the last episode apparently happened in Correct. real life, and she said she ended up in a holding cell for three hours while they figured the whole thing out. Oh man! So that's another thing that, or a new thing I have to be horrified about.
0: And and, and of course, and of course, there's no real way they they just sort of go, "Oh, my bad," and then the harm's been done, but there's no repercussions for them. You don't you don't see
1: the uh, you don't see the judge out there doing community service for three hours. Yeah. Every time somebody accidentally gets put in jail, I think the mayor of the city should have to spend an equal amount of time in jail. Exactly. Yeah, I think this is clearly the answer. Right, this is how government should be run. I mean, I'm kind of joking, but then... Well, actually I'm totally joking. But it does feel like there should be a repercussion, probably financially.
0: Yeah. I mean, all those stupid tickets that they gather that they get money for that they don't necessarily need. I mean, well, I'm sure they say they need it, but whatever. Yeah, they should they should give you something. Yeah. I I mean it, it doesn't have to be much, but it should be like, Oh, you had to spend a night
1: in jail, you get a hundred bucks. Like that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally yeah. I'm I'm okay with my, my taxes being increased to help pay for people who are wrongly put in jail i mean especially if it, <laughs> it ended up there was like, like,
0: like tow bills or you know something yeah you know yeah, that's true. it costs you financially somehow because you weren't able to make something like all of that should be on the hook for the state yeah i
1: definitely agree
0: like that that would hold them accountable too i mean it, that's just what it should be anyway yeah,
1: there, there obviously should be a incentive for them to not do that kind of stuff to their citizens, right? And and,
0: and perhaps perhaps there is, I mean obviously I you, say, can, yeah, we don't really you know. can sue the state. I mean that, those are cases that happen all the time. Well, hopefully a lawsuit isn't the answer to that. Right, but for smaller stuff like that, I mean, yeah, there should be something yeah, that should. Be I definitely being. I definitely agree with that. All our law experts, please please indulge us tell us what 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 we're getting wrong here anyway so yeah that, that's that's why the whole system is just sort of crazy with that sort of stuff it's ridiculous but yeah we covered that last yeah week.
1: yeah so now i'm scared that you know i'm missing something in the mail at all times yeah just always live in fear people that's that's the moral of the story it's like an anti black mirror episode <laughs> monologue is what's killing us <laughs> <laughs> what did you say monologue you mean analog? Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I meant. That's <laughs> I what like, I meant. I don't understand. I'm I don't sorry. Understand what that I'm sorry. Means.
0: Yeah, no, monologue is definitely <laughs>
1: wrong. Um, I thought you were commenting on the fact that we just keep talking. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so analog is killing us. It's like the opposite of a Black Mirror episode, is what I meant. Dude, to say. we
1: need to start that kind of show. <laughs>
0: answering machine problems that show exists it's called seinfeld <laughs> it was a pre is a pre 911 period and that's why everything was happy post 911 everything is dark and dystopian yeah. so that's, how,
1: that's it works. how the world very very clearly is divided <laughs> there was nothing unhappy before and there's nothing happy after right.
0: seinfeld and black mirror are opposite sides of the same coin <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> all right, we're through our follow- up, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah that, that about sums that up
1: <laughs> uh. Uh. Okay, so there's a couple a couple movie pass pieces of news. Have you seen have you seen any of it? I
0: feel like I saw something in a headline, but I didn't
1: read it. Okay, so there's two things. One of them is like a couple weeks old and the other one I just saw today. So the older one was MoviePass Pass is creating a subsidiary. Called Movie Pass Ventures, Mm -hmm. that according to the description will co acquire films with film distributors. Oh yeah, okay. So I did see this. Are they trying to create like a streaming service thing? No. So I don't. I don't think that they're going to create a streaming service. I think, based on the description, that they want to become a film distributor. Uh So like they will shop around like at Sundance or cans or canis i actually i've just now realized i don't know how to canes. pronounce that is it canes yeah wow okay that film festival <laughs> yeah any film festivals and like you know buy distribution rights for movies and then you know distribute them to movie theaters or streaming services or what have you right and so i i think that's what they're trying to do it seems insanely random i don't know i mean
0: Maybe they're doing a George Lucas, like they're doing this like money-making venture so that they can do something else that they have a dream of.
1: But George Lucas did that after he made a like, crap ton of money. Yeah, but I, that's like how much crap ton of money are they making off MoviePass, though? I have no idea. I, they are losing money hand over fist every day. I mean, oh, really? Well, yeah. They're, I mean, they're very much a uh, Silicon Valley, like they've received a massive amount of funding, like venture funding uh. from a company, but... I don't think they are making money at this point. I can't imagine they're making money. Wow. How long? Uh, why do we have movie MoviePass then? Well,
0: how much longer am I going to get
1: this? Well, okay. So that is an interesting question in its own right. But like not making money. I mean, Twitter, I don't even know if they make money yet. Oh, that's true. Right. So like this is this is a like Silicon Valley style company where it's all about just gaining market share as fast as you can and then figuring out how to turn that market share into money later yeah but movie pass is uniquely like just spending money like crazy and so i don't know how long they'll last in fact the other piece of news today plays into that thing which is some amc theaters have stopped working with movie pass uh-huh. and the reason why is like super cryptic and i cannot figure out what's going on so like a bunch of people started complaining on twitter apparently that There's like a movie pass in, I think, New York or somewhere that stopped working. And then the movie pass, like customer service people on Twitter responded and said, oh, that one doesn't work anymore. uh, Or we're not working with that AMC anymore. We hope to work with them in the future. And everybody's like, wait, what? Yeah. And then the CEO responded and said, here's, I'll just read the quote. As of today, you'll find a small handful of theaters are no longer available on our platform. Our number one goal as a company is to provide an accessible price point for people to enjoy films, blah, 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 blah. As we continue to strive for mutually beneficial relationships with theaters, the list of theaters we work with is subject to change. We advise customers to always double-check the MoviePass app for the most up-to-date list of participating theaters. Hmm. So it doesn't explain why, and the thing that's even more confusing is... Whenever like news outlets reached out to AMC to ask what's going on, AMC responded and said, "We have no idea. They have never talked to us about not supporting our theaters anymore, and it's not like all the AMC's stopped working. It's just completely random ones." Oh wow! Yeah, that's and weird. So like, I I don't know. I don't know
0: at all what's going on with this. Yeah, I'm hoping mine still work because I got a lot of AMC's around me. But I mean, we're nowhere near New York, so I don't know. Yeah,
1: like. I saw people guessing that maybe there's a couple AMC's that charge more. Hmm. And those got cut off, but you, surely if that was like the thing they would like tell you. Yeah. Either way, so uh, so what I read was if you look on your app and you see your theater, you should be good. Yeah.
0: So Is this a stop that you think happened on MoviePass's end or AMC's end? It's
1: definitely MoviePass explicitly doing Ah, it. Now, that doesn't mean that AMC isn't the one making them do it somehow through, like, legal means. But but I don't... I mean, I have no idea. It's very strange. It wouldn't surprise me if AMC figured out a way to stop them. But that would, I would assume, apply to all AMCs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless it's like a particular like state reason. That's a good point. Like yeah. some sort of law in a certain state. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Um, it's If it's not interstate, I guess. So, it's very weird. Um, yeah. Well, I still have mine for now. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of worries
1: and interest in the future of remakes, uh, particularly television shows. Okay. I like how I like how I have worries about getting thrown in jail because my, you know, jury duty summons get lost in the mail and you're worried about TV remakes. Right.
0: So I read a (laughs) news story this week that um, the Mighty Ducks. So like the uh, Emilio Estevez series with the lovable orphans that become a hockey team or something like that. Maybe they're not orphans, but whatever. What
1: are they orphans? I don't think they're orphans. (laughs) I honestly don't remember. Doesn't he like adopt a team or something? Now that you think that was Charlie an orphan, the rest of them definitely I, I, some, weren't. Some, or I don't think. Yeah, so. Yeah, I really. don't know. Yeah, and then and then Mark
0: Wahlberg, you know, does his thing in the third one. Wait, what? Mark Wahlberg is in the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, D three. What? He's 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 the coach. He's the coach that that fills in in the third one. That was back when he was like nobody. Well. Wow. He was Marky
1: Mark in the Funky Bunch. Well, sure, sure. I'm saying in the movie universe.
0: Yeah, let me look at this up real I'm quick. I'm
1: doing it right now.
0: T three, the Mighty Ducks. Mark Mark Wahlberg.
1: Hmm. I don't. I'm not seeing it. He's the coach. You got me very excited. Where's he at? I don't know, man. I don't think it's Mark Marky Mark.
0: Why did I, Why do I think it's Mark Wahlberg? I mean, obviously, I have not seen it in a very long uh-huh. time. But like, why do I think it's Mark Wahlberg? I don't know. Why would I think that if it's not true? Um, all right. Anyways,
1: uh, <laughs> to
0: be determined.
1: No, I think it's determined pretty well that Marky Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is not in D3, the Mighty Ducks. I have no idea. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we'll
0: never know, probably. But anyways, so <laughs> all of this to say, the Mighty Ducks is apparently like being in talks to being like turned into a television show, and then... Like a few few months back, I remember there was like a whole deal about like they're already talking about like rebooting The Office, which is something very near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, part of me thinks like all of these ideas are sort of bad, like they're awful ideas and that, that that they should just keep trying to do original stuff and not plumbing old properties which feels sort of lazy, but then there's also several times where I feel like it's also, it's it's fine and it's successful. We're like, I don't really have a problem with remakes because there's plenty I can think of that are done well. And there's
1: plenty of original stuff happening too. It's not like this is replacing it, right? There's been, yeah. remakes have been a part of television and movies for a very long time. Right. And as have original things, probably more original things now than there ever was. There, there's plenty of
0: movies that are classics that I always end up finding out like they're a remake of some like 1920 thing. Um, like that's happened to me several, several times. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but, but anyways, my, my point being is like, particularly in TV though, it feels like remakes are sort of like, I'm trying to think like, are there really that many remakes in TV that are really successful? Like the office, right? <laughs> Well, that's not a remake. That was like an American branding of the show. I mean, I
1: mean, it's a remake of a British show, right? Yeah, uh, but I mean, I guess it's not a like remake of a show in the same market. And it gets a little questionable because he's in the same universe as David Brent. Okay, (laughs) is the new office that they were talking about? Is it a spinoff or is it a? That's
0: what I was trying to figure out. I haven't quite figured that out. Like like i i think it was supposed to be a reboot like i saw a reboot but a lot of times people throw around those terms without actually thinking about how they should be properly used because to me a spin-off would make more sense uh, i well, what i had read uh back then was like someone was saying that it would be like the idea that was pitched was something like a like a new just a new office show like in a different office Different cast of characters and that sort of thing. So it wouldn't directly be connected to the office. So, in that sense, it's sort of a remake. Does that make sense? Yeah. And a reboot. And part of me feels like I'm okay with that because there's plenty of stuff you could do with an office setting. Like, I've always thought, like, uh, I don't think the show ever turned out well, but I thought whatever show that was that was doing, like, the retail store had a decent idea, but I don't think that ever panned out. I never saw it. Probably because of execution but it's but having worked (laughs) overnights at a walmart for three years in the past like i can certainly say that like there's plenty of stuff that you can do with like office type settings or a retail store it's very mineable material yeah exactly there's plenty of new scenarios situations for comedy dare i say um in those sorts of settings as well so i don't know um like but it also bugs me because there's no way it doesn't feel like a cheap knockoff like, that's happened with with almost everything I can think of. Like, even... I'll stop myself. I won't
1: use that example. Never mind. Were you going to say Parks and Rec? No. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. We'll just move on. We're not we we're not yeah, going we'll there. Yeah, we'll just move on. No, no. We'll just move
0: on. <laughs> there was a spinoff show, though, and it was... Yeah, so... Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> but moving on... <laughs> Do we leave enough in that that's a running joke, or or do people understand yeah, I what, don't that, know. what that is even referring to? I don't know.
0: We'll just start referring to it as the show that shall not be named. Ooh, I like that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so what's the yeah, point? So, what's the
1: point of this conversation? You don't like remakes. I
0: I no, I was more asking about those specific shows, but also just in general, like remakes and stuff like that. I don't know. They bug me. Like. Because I feel like most of them, particularly with TV, don't really work out too well. Like, the only one I can clearly think of, which I'm sure you'll fill in a bunch more here in about two seconds, but the only one I can clearly think of that was actually, like, a good remake uh, that was better than its predecessor was Battlestar Galactica, like, from in the sci-fi world. But um, other than that, I don't really feel like there's good remakes. If anything, spinoffs
1: seem to work better for TV. Like, Well, okay, so, like, spinoff is... What I'm thinking of, I guess. Gotcha. Like, remake, to me, is something that, like, people do with movies.
0: Or, but in this case, it's a movie turned into a television show. Right. Which is not unprecedented, but is also a little weird. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, they tried to do, like, an Uncle Buck show. Like a year or two years ago. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Failed miserably. I don't know how these mini series have been doing, but like they, they tried to do like Rosemary's baby or the exorcist or things like that. And I think the exorcist has now been like turned into a show with seasons. And that seems weird to me. Um, I don't know. I I just – it it bugs me. Like I feel like TV doesn't do it well, and maybe that's part of the limitations of TV. But I feel like you shouldn't take something that's a movie and turn it into television unless you really got a good idea. I, I guess what I'm saying is in the TV world, I feel like there's uh, – the ones that are successes are, are, are uh, the exceptions to the rule rather than the rule, if that
1: makes sense. Yeah, that's probably true, but I think that applies to just all television, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, the majority of television is a failure. That might be true. Is it? The successes are the ones that stand out. But, like, yeah, think of how many shows are canceled every fall. Like, way more than are not. Way more than movies? No. Well, (laughs) movies don't get canceled, but... (laughs) I'm saying, like, TV shows are a really hard thing to get to stick. Yeah. So, like, you know, every fall, like, there's, like, a bajillion TV shows that start up. It seems like. Right. And then throughout the season, like, lots of shows are slowly getting nicked, And then over the summer, it's like, all right, which ones are going to make it through the summer and get an actual second season? Yeah. And the majority of them don't seem to. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think it's just TV's hard, you know? And so, like, you have to have the right team with the right idea. And so there's a million ideas thrown at the wall to try out. And so it's easy to think of lots of failures because... For almost any idea, there's a lot of failures. There's been a million uh, sitcom ideas, but obviously sitcoms aren't like a non-working TV trope because there's plenty of them that succeed too. Right. As far as shows like based on, you know, a movie or something, I can't really think of a lot that are like big shows. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is I can't really think of any. Um, there's been a
0: few, like I said, there's been a few miniseries that have been adapted well no even then i can't really think like I, I was gonna say like stephen king has redone things a couple times and a, and a lot of people generally like some of his miniseries that that have been done throughout the 90s and stuff but
1: yeah that's not a tv show though in the same yeah,
0: way yeah yeah exactly it's just a prolonged sort of thing eh, i don't um, know
1: we are in a golden age of television so yeah definitely. if anything's ever gonna work now's the time to try it it seems
0: yeah yeah, especially with Netflix, they're just they're just adding debt and, and giving green lights. Yeah, Netflix, Amazon, <laughs> Hulu,
1: too expensive Google. stuff
0: too. Like they got like, well, I don't know how many expensive shows they got coming out, but I mean they're they're producing Black Mirror, which it seems like some of those might be expensive, and they're also doing uh, a, their own like Lost in Space show that's supposed to come out next year it seems like some of the Marvel shows.
1: Well, and they're doing movies now, too.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, And and finally, actually getting some that are breaking through that people really enjoy. Because I feel like some of those uh, Netflix movies are just sort of like, it's kind of like the Hallmark Channel. They've been struggling. Like they're fine for what they are, like to just put something on. But I would never go out of my way to yeah. give them any sort of acclaim. But they did get that, uh, what was that, like
1: Oak? I'm gonna mispronounce Mudbound? it.
0: Mudbound? No, no, no. Like Oakjaw or something
1: like that. Oh, there was Oakjaw too. Yeah, yeah. Like that was a big one. No, Mudbound. I think got some Academy nominations. Mudbound. I'm not sure of that. I was surprised the one with
0: Brad Pitt didn't get anything. Like I heard, I felt like I heard nothing about that. I, I keep wanting to watch it, but I feel like the fact that I heard nothing about it is bad for it. But it's not a great sign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they did do. Uh, didn't they do Beasts of No Nation? Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, that was them. Yeah,
0: the about the child soldiers. Mm-hmm. I did watch that. That was decent. Yeah, yeah. but uh, anyways, so off to, off TV shows.
1: You want to talk about the Oscars? Yeah, I do want to talk about the Oscars. All right. So the the Oscar nominations came out have you have you looked through them
0: yes i did i literally like as i was like shifting through them i was mentally noting that's what's going to win that's what should win (laughs) and those are two different categories to me
1: (laughs) oh interesting
0: yeah (laughs) like i feel like I, i like i like if we do an episode which i think we're going to um like predicting the oscars like i think i'll get um the majority of them right
1: yeah so i want to talk about that and before i do let's talk let's actually talk through some of these nominations but i want to i want to circle back on an idea i have yeah. that i'd really like to do but before that there was a couple like there was a couple of nominations that seemed notable i guess worth talking about the big one kind of in regards to the types of movies we do on this show is uh logan yeah got best adapted sp- screenplay which is apparently the first superhero movie that got that. Oh, okay. Which is, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Like, you know. Yeah. It was a good movie. I did notice it's got that... it tough competition, though. Oh, it's not going to win, but like... No. Just that it got nominated as a, like, superhero movie is didn't notable. uh now I, now, I know this isn't a superhero
0: movie, but there was that one year, and I don't know if, what subcategories they got, but like uh, both Avatar and... Uh, what was that district 9 were in movie of the year category one year. i know
1: avatar i think it won like best picture whatever the equivalent is at the golden globes yeah i don't think it quite had the same number of nominations or anything for academy awards but maybe it did yeah. i'm not sure i don't remember
0: and then of course there's there's exceptions to like big genre movies like like lord of the rings just taking home everything
1: yeah but that <laughs> is unique
0: yeah it and is. needed
1: to be treated as a unique flower yeah and celebrated, that was that was an achievement. Yes, it was. Yeah, I feel like this year's like there's lots of good movies, like an insane amount of good movies. But there's nothing about the Oscars that are like this one needs to win or this one got snubbed. I saw a lot of people complaining that Wonder Woman got snubbed. Yeah, and I do not understand that. A what I don't what award are they saying it should have gotten?
0: Right, right. So here, here's my take on it, because I've I've actually had this conversation with someone else. Like, I, I can understand saying, like, if a superhero movie were to get it, like, Logan and Wonder Woman are good contenders. But that doesn't mean that they should get anything. Like, I'm actually surprised to see Logan on there. But that does make sense for the screenplay, because it was Pretty good.
1: Right. And it was not like a it was not a blockbuster action movie. Right, right. That's why. Right. Yeah. Wonder Woman may have been probably was my favorite superhero movie of last year, aside from Spider Man, just because I love Spider Man. But like as far as movie itself, I did really like Wonder Woman. But like it's not an Oscar winning movie on almost any level I can think of.
0: Right. Like to me, like to be like picture of the year you can't you can't just go oh it has to be inspiring or oh it has to be like this feminist thing like it actually like because the movie itself is not necessarily about that it's just sort of inspiring because cuz it's a female superhero which is great and it's this like wonderful role model that like people can look up
1: to and and it was brilliantly directed and really well put together but it's still it's a superhero movie like it's not it wasn't immaculate cinematography or the best special effects i've seen
0: well the 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 only thing i would say is again like i'm i'm okay with genre movies Making it like I'm I don't I don't I'm not I don't
1: agree that well because it's a superhero movie that it shouldn't I'm not saying because it's a superhero movie it shouldn't I'm saying it was amazing as a superhero movie right but yeah yeah but but nothing exceeded its boundaries to that's exactly what I'm saying yeah right yeah like the Dark Knight was amazing as a movie it was also amazing as a superhero movie but like its overall whole picture was incredible right And technically they did what is uh, like uh,
0: post-mortem gave Heath Ledger an acting award for that. And I think the only thing people thought was snubbed about because like I actually would have disagreed that that should have been like a picture of the year. But it's certainly Nolan should have been like a director not which he seems to have never gotten until this year did he actually get in the director yeah
1: that's the that's the last point i have here is oh okay it seems like this year is going to be the year that everybody at the academy decides to actually give christopher nolan credit which he has always deserved mm-hmm. but they're doing it for the first movie that i've been disappointed in with him <laughs> which is but which is dunkirk yeah
0: you need to set aside your disappointment with the movie itself and like, but will you agree that the movie was brilliantly directed, even if it wasn't your thing?
1: No, that's what I'm saying. I, I think like... Oh, I do. It, compared to the rest of his movies especially, was the most disappointing mm. in that regard. Well, the Academy disagrees, my friend. No, sure. Right. I, which is fine. <laughs> I actually don't think he's going to get it. I uh, Yeah, but, I, I doubt it. But I'm glad he got a nomination. Yeah. I'm a little frustrated that han zimmer got a nomination for best original score for dunkirk yeah i like, didn't agree with that it's one it's like okay come on like han zimmer's brilliant but like danny elfman's was better yeah <laughs> yeah i mean definitely was it was not as good of a movie but like no it was a better score like right right it's yeah. about the score not the movie right not yeah the movie. exactly the score. but anyway uh, i don't want to be mr negative nancy especially about christopher nolan who i love <laughs> i think the reason why he got it is um why, why he
0: got the nomination for that. Because I agree with you, it's not the best score in the world, but, like, it is really interesting, and uh, so here's here's the reason why I wouldn't count it. I swear, it. if you
1: say, like, it's because there's a clock running the whole time, and it's so interesting. Well,
0: no, no, no. Like, like well, part of it, part of that is interesting, but the reason why it shouldn't get it is because there's no like consistency with what he's doing with that so like for instance uh one of the scores that got it years ago was uh atonement like i think that won best score like back when that movie Mm -hmm. came out and it's and you still need to watch that movie by the way but and it's because like the score actually like really well coincided with things uh, in that were actually happening on the screen, but not only that, like like actual instruments used in the score, like were a typewriter, which goes with her like writing on a typewriter, and so there was like lots of interesting things that they did with that. So I say all that to say, like I understand the tension building of Hans Zimmer and using a clock and all this stuff, and that stuff was smart. But then it was just sort of like, like like you pointed out in our Dunkirk episode, the score was all over the place, though. Like there wasn't like Oh, every scene was like this building thing up to an exact moment till the scene ended. It was like no, it was just sort of all over the place violins and and clock sounds and stuff like that, which is a cool concept if it was followed through with what was actually on scene. But like like I thought I would have been more impressed if the score slowly went from minimalism and built to the to like right. the climax of each scene and then it changed scene. Yeah, and then it starts back over from minimalism and then goes back up to, you know, a swelling thing by the end of the next scene. Like, that would have been more interesting to me than just, like, all over the place,
1: you know. And honestly, you know, I don't want to be, like, downing on this parade. Like, there's probably more to it. I've only seen the movie once. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be, like, super negative about it, but. Yeah, it's it's a little frustrating that every year it seems like or every other year I'm like frustrated that the Academy Awards never gives Christopher Nolan credit, and then the one time I'm like disappointed with his movie is when it finally gets all this credit and it's like ah oh, come on, <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm happy for him.
0: I think I think that might be that might, that might be one you need to watch again. Yeah, it may have that Last Jedi effect. Maybe
1: you never know. yeah. There's I did because I,
0: I did see it twice as well. So. I really
1: liked it. Was there anything else you wanted to say about the uh, nominations? No, just like,
0: um, like aside from those two things, like there was a lot of complaints that I saw just about all kinds of stuff. And it always, and that is something that makes me roll my eyes every year because some years there's legitimate complaints, but like this year is the first year that I felt like there's nothing to really complain about here at all. Like nothing was necessarily snubbed. Like there were people like putting forth stuff. And that was actually being taken seriously um, by, like, a lot of people liking it and stuff like that, if that's any sort of meter. And it's just like, no, you're just – this isn't a popularity contest. Like, that's not what it is. It's not pick your favorite actor from a movie you really liked. Um, like, didn't didn't Get Out get nominated. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele got nominated and, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, I think the only one that people were talking about which made some sense was um, Franco – and it was just and I think that's more of a political move which I totally understand um because recently uh post golden globes there was some stuff that is now in question about his creepiness which i can totally see just based off yeah it kind of fits his, his vibe. face <laughs> yeah uh which i i don't alleged i don't mean to use him but i i completely understand given the past year and all the conversation that's been going on around that sort of stuff like i understand the academy saying hey we're just gonna we're not gonna deal with this we're not gonna cause controversy and so it's not it's not gonna be a part of our thing
1: yeah so the thing with the oscars is It is a vote by members of the academy, which is mostly actors, but also directors and a bunch of like industry producers and stuff, right? right? It's not supposed to be like what's the most popular thing. It's definitely not what's the best thing. Yeah. And like to me, it's frustratingly not (laughs) what is the best thing by fellow peers right that only really applies to actors because the majority of the people in the academy are actors but like in technical awards like uh special effects or sound editing or something right you have actors that are doing those votes so like it's kind of you know it at the end of the day it's kind of a silly thing to me it's fun because it gives you an opportunity to look back on the last year of movies and See what what it was that you really enjoyed. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I'm okay with an industry awarding itself because that's what every award show is. That's that's all they are. I mean, and and you can say, well, that means nothing to me, and that's completely valid. It doesn't have to. Like Suicide Squad can be your favorite movie ever, and you can just leave all the Oscars aside. But there's plenty of people that do like it, just like any award show, right? And like like there was someone, <laughs> a friend of mine, that was like, all this is is the industry. Um, just rewarding themselves as like, exactly, so you get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like just like uh, MVP in sports, or whatever yep. company you go Granny's, to, uh, employee of the month. You know it. what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's kind of a thing for people to sort of feel yeah, good. Yeah,
0: because uh, Grammys is another one that gets a lot of like, so-and-so should have won, and it's like, hey – we realized that so-and-so is a great artist, and she was she came out with an album this year. But just because you really liked it and a lot of other people do doesn't mean she should have gotten it. Um, because, like, the Grammys are going to nominate however they want to nominate. So right. that's their thing. They're not going by by what's the most popular CD that came out this year. Because I agree with something you said in the past. Like, there's lots of movies that end up winning movie of the year sometimes that aren't popular movies that anybody even saw that end up getting seen because of that. like Exactly. I probably would have never saw Selma. Um, I do plan on watching The Artist at some point, even though I haven't, but it's only because it
1: won it. I was going to use that <laughs> as an example. People like to make fun of that. Like I saw a tweet getting really popular uh, the other day that was like, remember when The Artist won Best Picture and now it's everybody's favorite movie that's totally relevant today? And I was like, I mean, I get that criticism and it's probably valid. I don't remember what it beat, but like for me personally... I wouldn't have seen it, and I really, really enjoyed it. So, like, I was yeah. glad that it was in the running and kind of like opened my eye to that movie. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's like it's a silly thing. I, I, it's silly to get really worked up about, but it's also kind of fun. Yeah, and for me, it's fun to kind of make a whole game of the thing and try to guess what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and and if you don't and if you don't agree with the nominations or what wins, like. Who cares? You can still like your favorite thing. Like, uh, I, like for instance, in the book world, what is it for like fantasy and science fiction? They do like the Hugo Awards and that's like a really big ceremony. And the first year and only year that they awarded a trilogy was the year that Return of the King was published and from Lord of the Rings. And so everyone was like, ah, oh, they just created this. This special award so that Lord of the Rings could get it. And then ended up giving it to um, an Isaac Asimov trilogy. And then they've never done the trilogy award again ever since. <laughs> but everybody still loves Lord of the Rings. And it's a classic. Like, who cares? It never won. But that's the one that everybody talks about. Right. That's the one that everyone thinks is a classic. And it is. So, um, yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, it's just the industry awarding itself. And some people like it and some people don't. So,
1: so uh, to that end... I think we should do something kind of fun this year for the Oscars. So the last couple years, I think, maybe it was just last year, I've made like a little Google Forms like survey thing um, with all the different nominations and like sent it around to people. I think, did you do it last year? No, I actually have never done it. I've never done one of these. So like, I just made a little thing and I gave different awards, different amounts of points, like best pictures worth a little more, you know, that kind of stuff. And um whenever you fill them out it like dumps it into a spreadsheet and then while the awards are going i have like a system where it kind of keeps a live tally and it it makes the whole thing uh, to me a lot more fun because you're kind of like jockeying to win yeah kind of thing so like i think it would be pretty cool if we could do that like with the show i'm game could you uh could you create
0: another category though uh just for me like like i said like what what is going to win and what should win? Well,
1: here's what I'm thinking. So (laughs) what I'm thinking is now this isn't guaranteed, but hopefully I can like get this made before the next episode comes out. Yeah. And so I can make a Google form that'll have, um, all of the nominations and how many points they're worth. And you can go through and pick, and then you can put like your email address or something in there. Yeah. Or name or whatever. I don't know. I don't don't know what we're going to give out as a prize or anything, but You can fill that out. It'll put it onto the spreadsheet and then, you know, we can do it too, obviously. And then like while the Oscars are going on, I can kind of like keep live tweeting or live something to keep the scores posted. But then the episode that we record before the Oscars, we can talk about our predictions and then you can tell us what you think should win versus what uh, you think will win. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so what do you think we should do for the person who wins? a shirt should we do something a shirt
0: a <laughs> town shirt okay oh yeah i mean i guess we would have to buy it i forgot we don't really have
1: them sitting in a box yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> how about this i'm gonna get it set up and post it and i'll put a thing in there where you can give us your email um so that you know we can get a hold of you or twitter handle or something i don't know something i'll figure yeah. something out and then will we can brainstorm on what we think like a an appropriate prize would be okay does that seem reasonable yeah seems reasonable and so the sooner i can get it set up the sooner people can start you know filling it out and getting their answers out there and hopefully we'll have a nice little chunk of things and yeah maybe i'll make a little uh i'll make something to where we can sort of live update when, when is the uh oscars what date is uh, that we still got a little while i think it's in it is in march march 4th oh wow that's a, that's a bit of ways out yeah yeah we got like a whole month it, it's 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 normally like a sunday isn't it it is sunday
0: march 4th yep we, we should show we should throw an oscars party like i still do super bowl parties and stuff like that but i'm not as much of a sports person i feel like this is our super bowl yeah. so there you go we should uh we should do us we should do a super bowl party for the oscars We could
1: do a live episode i'm kidding no that sounds horrible no that sounds like a lot of work yeah no <laughs> i'm yeah strike that from the record yeah, we're not that funny. That too, yeah. <laughs> yeah These, we hard. record for like two hours and get 45 minutes out of the episode.
0: <laughs> What's up with this guy's hair? Is it a rug? What's that about, huh?
1: <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Put that down. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut that because he said his name. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. You can just beep it out. There you go. I'll beep it out. <laughs> He who shall not be named. That's what I call her That's what I call Charlie's kids. Yeah. <laughs> to his face. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because they're in house Slytherin. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So if you want to uh, do anything or
1: talk about anything that we have just <laughs> talked about. You know what? We need to come up with like a script for these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are starting to get even more and more like, eh, eh, man.
0: So if you want to say stuff or do things or whatever, uh, yeah, so if you want to talk to us uh, on any of our accounts, uh, contact us uh, in any way. Let us know um, about a subject that we talked about that was interesting. Or if you're interested in any of the Oscar stuff that we were talking about, uh, you can find us at atownfm.com or a- at atownfm on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yep
1: all that and look in the show notes for information on where you can start filling out your oscar ballot yes yes and hopefully i'll have it made and uh put in there by then which by the way i spent a little time last week and got the show note links properly working inside of podcast apps so now Mm -hmm. uh, assuming you're using a reasonable podcasting app if you look on your phone while you're listening to our voices, you should see all the show notes with links oh, nice. that you can just click on, and it'll just take you right to the thing. Cool. So maybe you know what? Right now, at the very bottom of those show notes, there'll be a little link that just says "puppies," and uh, you can click on it and look at some pictures of puppies. How about that? <laughs> oh, you know,
0: I, I, I hear I hear the Lord giving me a word. I, someone out there, <laughs> I I, what the heck was I know you have. I know you have money in your pocket give us donate to our patreon account give, give us more than you can handle and you give us that seed and it will grow
1: i swear if,
0: <laughs> if we get a patron
1: <laughs> our very first patron because of that i i don't even know wh- what i think about that <laughs> uh, all right sorry let's let's wrap this up <laughs>
0: yeah So that's
1: it, guys. (laughs) We will see you next week. Yeah, I'm hitting stop. Yeah, please. (laughs)